48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip warns of a possible spike in COVID cases after social distancing rules are further relaxed tomorrow. A fitness industry analyst says only about a fifth of gyms will allow users to exercise without a mask, despite the easing of restrictions. And the patron survey recommends paying pay rises of up to 7% for civil service, civil servants, excuse me. Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip is warning that the number of COVID cases may rise as social distancing rules are further relaxed. From tomorrow, restaurants will be allowed to operate until midnight while businesses, including bars, karaoke lounges, and mahjong parlors can reopen. Hong Kong reported 328 new coronavirus infections yesterday, the highest figure in May so far. Mr. Nip, who's in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination program, was speaking on an RTHK program. As social distancing measures are relaxed further, it's expected COVID outbreaks will emerge at places such as restaurants. The reproduction number of the virus has exceeded one, meaning coronavirus cases might increase. As infection risks rise, it's important for people to receive three vaccine doses to prevent serious complications and deaths. A fitness industry analyst estimates that less than 20% of Hong Kong's 1,200 gyms and sports venues will allow people to exercise without masks. Well-ventilated gyms will be able to offer mask-free exercising from tomorrow as social distancing curbs ease further. But Gordon Yao from Hong Kong Fitness Guides says many smaller venues cannot afford to equip their gyms with the necessary ventilation equipment. He also said fitness centers need time to recover from the extended closures during the Omicron wave. Lost at least one billion Hong Kong dollars from the 104 days of culture. Actually, 150 gyms and studios closed during January and March. As they didn't gain any revenue for 100 days. Although the gyms reopened, but yoga studios are still struggling because no more than a person per fitness station. So, especially the progress of a pie anti epidemic fund took so long time and the fund was insufficient for gyms to stay alive. So we can see that two pickups, including Goji and Fitness First, were closed down recently and more than 1,000 people were laid off. There's been a slight increase in the number of COVID infections reported in Shanghai, though no new cases were found outside quarantined areas for the fourth day. The Financial Hub reported 759 new local asymptomatic cases and 96 infections where people actually fell ill. The combined figure is 32, more than yesterday. There was also a slight increase in Beijing, with a total of 69 local cases, up by 17. Overall, the mainland reported 1,305 new infections, up from 1,100 a day earlier. Civil servants are on track to receive a pay rise of up to 7.26% after a two-year freeze on their salaries. The latest pay trend survey recommends salary increases of 2.04% for junior civil servants, 4.55% for middle-ranking workers, and 7.26% for senior staff after discounting the costs on increments. Lee Lun Fai, chairman of the Patreon Committee, said the results took into account the changes in salaries of about 110 companies involving nearly 130,000 employees in the past year. He believes the results accurately reflect the situation in the job market, noting the economy grew by some 6% last year. We, we just reflect the market. To me, our survey team just asking the questionnaire to let them fill in and return to us. So according to the result, we find out these figures. So to me, it's a correct 
and electric figures. So we accept that, and then uh, after the next week, we will confirm uh, the, the whole thing, and then we'll present to the government. The Civil Service Bureau says the government will consider a range of factors before deciding the actual adjustments. A spokesman said they include the state of Hong Kong's economy, the government's fiscal position, changes in the cost of living, and civil service morale. Commerce Chief Edward Yao says he's flying to Bangkok this evening to attend the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Meeting of Trade Ministers. Mr. Yao said it'll be the first time the APEC meeting is being held in person in the past few years. He added that he'd be seeing senior Thai officials and business representatives to give them an update on Hong Kong's economic and trade situation before heading back to the SAR on Sunday. I'll be taking this opportunity to attend meeting to join the discussion on how to achieve a more open, connect and also balanced economic region with a view to enhancing freer trade. But at the same time, I think I'll be bringing to the APEC economy the message that Hong Kong is struggling hard, but with a certain success in overcoming the recent pandemic wave. So we are heading towards sort of reopening ourselves uh, with maximum caution and protection. So uh, this is part of our outreaching sort of efforts. China has decided to cancel another major sporting event. Authorities say the Asian Para Games that were scheduled to take place in Hangzhou in October will be put off to an unspecified later date because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The announcement follows the postponement earlier this month of the Asian Games to 2023. North Korea's leader has again reprimanded officials over their response to the country's first COVID outbreak, describing it as immature. So far, more than 1.7 million people have reported fever symptoms in a country without tests, vaccines or treatment. South Korea says a fax offering medical support and delivered to the north through their liaison office at their heavily fortified border hasn't received a response yet. U.S. President Joe Biden has denounced white supremacy as a poison running through America's body politic that had festered for too long. He was speaking after meeting the families of the 10 mainly African-American people shot dead by a white teenager in Buffalo on Saturday. Mr. Biden called white supremacy a lie that people were spreading for power and profit. I hate that through the media and politics, the Internet, has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost, and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced, that's the word, replaced, by the other. I and all of you reject the lie. I call on all Americans to reject the lie. A British study suggests the current devastating heat wave in India and Pakistan is part of a weather pattern made a hundred times more likely by climate change. The BBC's Justin Rowlett has more. Dozens of people have reportedly died of heat stroke in Pakistan and India as a heat wave has raised temperatures to 51 Celsius in some areas. And more record-breaking heat is expected into the weekend. This kind of extreme weather has been made far more likely in the region by climate change, the UK Met Office says. Without human-induced climate change, a heat wave like the record-breaking one in 2010 would happen roughly every 300 years, it says. But in today's climate, we could see one every three years. A new report published by the medical journal The Lancet says one in every six deaths worldwide can be directly linked to some form of pollution. Details from the BBC's Jonah Fisher. 
In developing countries, there have been successful efforts to stop people burning wood and animal dung inside their homes and improved water sanitation. But the health gains from this have been cancelled out by a sharp rise in deaths linked to uncontrolled industrialization and polluted air. According to the report, more than 90% of those dying from causes linked to pollution are in low and middle income countries, with close to three quarters dying as a result of air pollution. Polluted water is linked to 1.3 million deaths, with lead pollution just under a million. The Pentagon has set up a task force to investigate what used to be called UFOs, but are now known as UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. In the first public congressional hearing on the issue for more than 50 years, officials revealed that there had been 11 near misses involving U.S. military aircraft. From Washington, here's the BBC's Phil Mackey. For an hour and a half, officials were quizzed about a subject that was last discussed here publicly in 1969, when the investigation into UFOs, known as Project Blue Book, came to an end. The Deputy Director of Naval Intelligence, Scott Bray, said that most of what were now known as UAPs could be explained, but those that couldn't hadn't shown any signs of being extraterrestrial in origin. Two films were shown to the hearing. In the first, a glowing triangular shape was eventually identified as a drone. The second film from an aircraft cockpit couldn't be explained. It showed a spherical metallic object moving at great speed. The new task force, known by the acronym AIMSUG, will attempt to determine the origins of unidentified aerial phenomena. Ronald Moultrie is the U.S. Undersecretary for Defense Intelligence and Security. Our goal is not to... Um, potentially cover up something if we were to find something. It's to understand what may be out there. Mr Moultrie, who said he enjoyed science fiction and attended conventions, said it was important to destigmatize the subject and apply more rigorous reporting procedures. The hearing continued behind closed doors. New data show Japan's economy shrank 0.2% in the first quarter of 2022 after the world's third largest economy was hit by COVID-19 restrictions forced by an Omicron surge. The rising costs of imports as energy prices surged and the yen falling to its low, lowest level against the dollar in 20 years also hit growth. But the quarter-on-quarter figure for the January to March period was slightly better than the market consensus of a 0.4% contraction. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,480. That's 123 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $59 billion. And in currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 128.98 to the yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and five cents, and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 78 cents. In sport, and we start with football in the English Premier League, where Liverpool's quadruple hopes are still alive. Here's the delivery to the near post to Southampton, went, went for it, and Matip got it and headed it in! And Liverpool have their second goal! They've come from one down on the night to lead by two goals to one, and they celebrate together! So the Premier League title race will go down to the final day of the season after Liverpool's 2-1 win at Southampton. Defender Joel Matip scored the winner to put Liverpool one point behind leaders Manchester City with just one game left to play. Of course, I think we started quite well, but didn't get a knock. But it showed the mentality and the quality of the team that you always come back, stay calm and uh, try to work for chances. And at the end, uh, we deserved the win. 
In the season finale on Sunday, leaders Manchester City only need a win at home to Aston Villa, who are managed by Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. Liverpool are at home to Wolves. In the second leg of the English Championship semi-final playoff, Sheffield United won 2-1 after extra time at Nottingham Forest to level the aggregate score at 3-all. But Forest won the penalty shootout 3-2. They'll face Huddersfield Town at Wembley on May the 29th for a place in next season's Premier League in what's billed as the most lucrative game in football. Now to a piece of cycling history. Eritrea's Biniam Germe has become the first black African rider to win a Grand Tour stage. He finished ahead of the Dutchman Mathieu van der Poel in a sprint finish to the claimed stage 10 of the Giro Italia. Spain's Juan Pedro Lopez retained his 12-second lead and the overhaul leader's pink jersey. The BBC's Matt Warwick reports. Winning a Grand Tour stage would be the greatest achievement, said Biniam Girmay during this race. Not just for him, he acknowledges, but a whole continent. After a tense day racing along the Adriatic coast, it came down to a sprint between Girmay and the widely considered more powerful Van der Poel. Both launched too early and ran out of energy before the line, with Girmay pausing before making one last effort. The 22-year-old just seemed to want it more before both of them glided across the line exhausted. After coming so close on the first stage of this race, Girmay only had to wait another week in the end. Africa, in cycling terms at least, about a hundred years. In the NBA playoffs, Jimmy Butler scored 41 points as the Miami Heat produced a devastating comeback to defeat the Boston Celtics 118-107 to in their opening Eastern Conference Finals Series clash. The Western Final features the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Game one is in San Francisco tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time. The Mavericks are coming off a seven-game series upset over the league-best Phoenix Suns. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says the Mavericks will once again be counting on their superstar, Luka Doncic. Give credit to the Mavs' swarming D and stellar play by Luka Doncic, their superstar, who averaged 35 in the final two wins to eliminate Phoenix. It was an impressive, really impressive, inspired play by the Dallas Mavericks. Keep in mind, during the regular season, Dallas beat uh, Golden State two out of the three games. So they know the formula to get it done. Great bench, but Luka Doncic is going to have to carry that load. And I think Coach uh, Jason Kidd has a few tricks up his sleeve that uh, will really make this a terrific series. And the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight, mainly fine, very dry in the afternoon, cloudy periods tonight, moderate to fresh easterly winds, and occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook, sunny intervals in the next couple of days, a few showers early next week, and the red fire danger warning is in effect. Temperature right now, 26 degrees, the relative humidity 39%, and that's the news from RTHK.
the locks and open up the box Cause I was out in the cold searching kind of lost I noticed I was hopeless but now I'm focused I wrote this cause I let go but now I hold this So now I'm on to bigger things and better things And now I'm figuring the world and I'm settling If this is the right path I'm stepping in Nothing but positive energy I'm letting in I gotta let go of everything I fear now I gotta let go of everything I'm here now And I'm a girl with a plan right here where I stand I got the world in my hand Good afternoon and welcome to the program. We kick the show off today with the Box of Secrets from Zara featuring MZ Brat. And that was all quite appropriate because it's Wednesday, which means that after 1.30, we get another exciting chance to open up JJ's Music Box. This week, Jayang Javari gives us an insight into the life and music of the American singer, jazz pianist, songwriter and actor Nat King Cole. Not only loved for his velvety voice, but he was the first African-American man to actually host an American television series. Wow. And after 2pm, Cruz McCallaghan is here for her weekly audio column. And today, the subject that she's playing around with is Lego. Yes. Have you trampled on some of those bricks if you've got kids in the house? Well, she'll be talking all about it and when the whole phenomena started. And 